What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. This is episode 51. Um, Jack and TJ are in the building. We're talking some football today. How you boys doing? You're right. Hanging in there. Uh, how'd you guys do in fantasy this week? What was your record in all your leagues? One and three, which is better than I expected. Typical Jack. Three, but three and one in leagues I actually care about. That's how many leagues you were in? Six? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to check my best ball. I did awful in best ball. Um, but I was four and one, although I didn't have any I didn't have any big weeks, but I guess I got lucky and I went four and one. So um that's how I did. I got by. Thanks to Josh Jacobs. He had a big game. So shout out to Josh. Um I guess we'll go we'll get into today's topics. Today we're gonna be uh, recapping some big games in week one of the NFL season. Um, and then we'll be previewing some week two games. Um, and then after that, we'll be giving you our starts and sits uh, at each position uh, for week two coming up. And then uh, our in-house gambling expert, TJ Anthony. Well, uh, expert, week one didn't go so well. Oh, really? Do you lose some money? Of course. <laughs> no, you're still the in-house gambling expert, and uh, we'll be discussing some daily fantasy uh, DraftKings lineup for week two. Um, but yeah, that's at the end, but we'll uh, digress here, and we'll go back to week one. Uh, what games should we talk about first? Who wants to go first? Jack, all you. Okay, fine, I'll go. <laughs> um, so we each have two games each that we're going to discuss. Um First game, I'm going to go with the Redskins-Eagles. Um, so as everyone knows, the Eagles won 32-27. Uh, I watched this game rooting for the Redskins, of course. Uh, after the first half, um, I was shocked, as to many were probably. Uh, the Eagles' secondary did not look good at all. Uh, they were... Letting probably the worst wide receiving core in the league destroy them. Ronald Darby, Avante Maddox looked bad. And Jenkins wasn't in spots that I thought he should be in. Um, so to that, the rookie wide receivers in Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon combined for seven receptions of nine targets, 156 yards, and a touchdown. Most of that to McLaurin, but I just want to give Kelvin Harmon a shout-out because he had a good game. Um yeah, but the Eagles came back in the second, came out in the second half, uh, making some adjustments clearly, scored 25 second half points. Uh, Deshaun Jackson exposed a very weak Redskins secondary. Um, he went for eight receptions, 154, and two touchdowns. Um, I forgot how much I hate Deshaun Jackson, uh, but I was quickly reminded as I saw him in the Eagles uniform. Apparently, he does really good in revenge games against his former team. So Yeah, so... He, he was, was in my DraftKings lineup. Oh, good also, for you. He was also in mine, and uh, I went to this game. And when they, like, introduced the starting lineups, uh, Deshaun Jackson was, like, obviously he was the loud, like, everyone got the loudest for him, you know? Like, that was, yeah. like, honestly, it might have been the loudest I've ever heard a sports stadium, like, and, and live. Like, it was crazy. February, February 28th. Oh, that was pretty loud, yeah. Yeah, that Tavares, the John Tavares game, yeah, but okay, yeah, uh, yeah, the, I mean, it was it was really loud. He got the obviously the the biggest cheer when because I mean this is his first game back in Philadelphia and he showed out. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I I knew the thing on revenge games and I also played him in DraftKings, so I guess he helped me there. But I, I mean, I was loving it for the first half because everyone was was pissed, uh, all the Eagles fans. But then they got back into it in the second half and. You Whatever. Eagles and Survivor. Yeah, but like, I would have, I, I would have liked to see them lose still. Even, I mean, I, I, it's fine. Like, I just, I just, I love, I love to see the Eagles fans in misery that much that I would have sacrificed them. Oh but yeah. They played well in the second half, and um, yeah. Yeah. The only uh, two more things I just want to point out about the game, uh, the Eagles running back situation. I thought Howard would be more involved. Um, the splits went. Uh, Sand, Miles Sanders led the running back group at 11 carries. Darren Sproles next at 9 carries. And Howard only at 6 carries. 
However, Howard did the most of his carries, um, 7.3 yards per carry to Sanders 2.3 to Sproles 5.2. I drafted Howard a few leagues. I wish he was more involved, which I feel like he should be based off his performance on Sunday. But, um, yeah, and then the last thing I just want to shout out was Case Keenum putting up a very uh, solid stat line of 30 of 44, 380 yards, three touchdowns, and 117.6 passer rating. Uh, to many who were kind of writing off Case Keenum and some didn't think he'd be the starter, he really showed out against one of the best teams in the NFC, as I hate to admit. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, it, the I think the Eagles were like 10-point favorites or something like that, and the Redskins scored that touchdown with like five seconds left. So someone bet the spread on the Eagles. They're probably very disappointed. But... Um, the Redskins got the back door cover. Yep. And yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll go with one of my games. Uh, one of the games that I wanted to talk about was the uh, Cardinals and the Lions. They tied. Uh, I was very invested in this game because I love Kyler Murray. And the honestly, the whole Cardinals offense and the, just the whole team, they looked awful for the first three quarters of the game and I mean something something was figured out in the fourth quarter and they were electric. This is going to be uh, the Cardinals that you'll be seeing for the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> but this is what you'll see and they, <laughs> Jack doesn't like this. Um, but uh, I don't have the exact number amount of plays they've ran, but the, the Lions defense. <laughs> Jack, why are, you, why are you the way that you are? I don't know. You're going. Jack picked the Lions in uh, Survivor. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. Uh, obviously, I hate Kyler Murray. Well documented on this uh, outlet of media. Um, and the Lions had this game. For anyone who's watching, like they. Mike Patricia called a timeout. Yeah, called a timeout when they, oh man, when they ran a good play and then they they would have scored, scored a touchdown, would have sealed the game easily. But he called a timeout on third down, forcing the punt, whatever. Like Mike Patricia like, threw away this game. Thanks, but yeah, whatever. I don't. I, I, I this game makes me angry. You can only hope to contain the beast. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him, and he came alive because it was inevitable. Oh, the Ravens will certainly uh, contain him next week. I'll be starting Kyler Murray in at least one league, maybe two. Um, He threw the ball 54 times, completed 29 of his passes, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. uh, And he was just just clutch in every sense of the word. He made some – he threw some dimes, Larry Fitzgerald, in the fourth quarter in overtime. And – uh, he's going to be something special, and everyone's just going to have to wait and see. I, mean, like, I, I think Kyler would have to put up MVP, like Mahomes numbers for Jack to give him credit. So I'm going to say he did look – okay, his fourth quarter overtime was fought, it was good. But his first – the he, he looked terrible in the beginning of this game. And then, to another point, his stats are inflated because of overtime. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but he got them there. They were down. They were. I think Mike Patricia got him there. Matt, you keep calling him Mike. His name's Matt, Jack. I I call him Mike. (laughs) All right. Um, but they were down by two scores, and he let him, and he let him back there. So you got to give him some credit for that. And it was like, even Cliff Kingsbury admitted that he just tried to. He got away from what he wanted to do, and in the fourth quarter, they. Uh, re- they found themselves again, and they they were playing slow, and then they picked up the pace, and that was that was like the, it showed because the Lions defense got tired eventually, and that's what they'll do if you pick up the pace like they plan to do. The defenses are going to get more tired, so they finally figured it out. He looked very resilient. I mean, Matthew Stafford and Hawkinson looked well. I don't want to glance over the Lions. Like, yeah, shout out the Hawk, like, my dynasty stud, the future Gronk. Yeah, we Jack. Yeah, the only good piece on that team. Yeah, Jack, 
Jack Dynasty team is uh, pretty brutal, but they exceeded expectations. So. Yeah, my 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 dynasty team is terrible. I'll admit, as the owner, but I put up 122 points this week, and I got wrecked with 172 points by Connor Peterbilt. So thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that that's just your luck there. My only good week of the year is ruined. Yeah. So but I guess you got Hawkinson, so you don't really care because. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, they tied, and um, the Cardinals are going 15-0-1. So. Oh. Um, anyway, TJ, you can say, you can talk about one of your games. You want to talk about the Giants? Yeah, I'll start with the Giants. Uh, the final score was 35-17. to The Giants took an early 7-0 lead before uh, Dak uh, took over. And I'm uh, – I will look <laughs> – Jack, stop. I will, <laughs> I will admit that I'm a big Dak Prescott here. Dak is elite. I do not. Think and he that. proved it on Sunday. Dak is elite. He Follow me on Twitter. Dak. Follow me on Twitter, at JackMass13. Dak is elite. You'll see it on there. Dak is not elite. You know what? I'm going to make that my Twitter bio right now. Go ahead. But keep continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, Dak threw for... Four touchdowns and 400 yards. Zeke on a light workload had 53 yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys dominated. I think in other weeks it'll be more of the Zeke show and Dak will get back to himself. I do think Dak's going to have good numbers this year, though, because they have Cooper. However, he is still the... Right now, he's the second best quarterback in his division, and he's not a top ten quarterback. That's just okay. No, I, I mean, Dak definitely looked really good in here, but got to keep in mind that he was playing the Giants, and their defense is going to be pretty rough this year. Dak Prescott will become the highest paid quarterback, though, but when his extension gets done, and then somebody will, whoever's next in line after that, will pass him. Yeah, but he's going to get a lot of money, like you just said. Like, so, Goff is the highest right now. Jerry Goff shouldn't be the highest paid. I mean, that's just how it always is. That's yeah. just the market, yeah. Exactly. Um, Saquon should have got more carries. He had 11 carries for 120 yards. Evan Ingram had a huge game. He did. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, he scored that score and I didn't know this until today. Danny Dimes got in the game. Yeah, he fumbled. He did. Yeah, Daniel Jones, yeah. I didn't know he played. Yeah, he uh, he looked all right, I guess. But he tried to, like, run the ball, and he got rocked when the ball came out. So he fumbled. It's all right. Danny uh, Dimes. Give him two years. He'll be the best quarterback in that division. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what week do you think he'll uh, get the get the starting job here? I don't think he'll play. I don't think he'll start at all this year. Really? Jack, what yeah. do you think? Um, I think he should start this year, realistically. I, I think uh, the Giants are going to be better than, better than uh, people think. I don't think they're going to necessarily make the playoffs, but I think... But what like, does that mean? Like what? I think they're going to go 7-9, and 8-8, eight and, eight, and he's, he's not going to play till next year. That's pretty high of a win total. I will. There is no way the Giants go eight and eight. There's just no way. I'd be shocked, but I'd love to see it. I can. I, Me too. I, I, we'll we'll make a we can make a wager on this, TJ, because I really don't think the Giants are gonna win more. I'll have them. to look at their schedule. I think they're gonna win next week. They, they got the Redskins, the Bills. Oh, uh, the Bills, yeah. Nah. I'll get to it in a sec. I'll get to it later on in the show on what I think about the Bills this week, but I think the Bills are definitely winning. Um, all right, all right, Jack, you can talk about your second game with uh, oh, geez, the Steelers yeah. and the Patriots. I yeah, I I chose this game. I just want to defend the Steelers a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna chalk this loss to a few things. One, the play calling. Two, Dante Moncrief. And three are secondary. One with a play calling. I said play calling. I've, I I kept blaming Tomlin, but I can't. I, it's always I'm, Randy Feekner, our offensive coordinator, is allegedly making play calls, but 
who knows what kind of control Tomlin has behind the scenes. Um, I mean, to anyone who watched this game, the the Steelers' offensive play calling was very lackluster in the first half. Um, the whole game in general, but particularly the first half. Uh, it, our playmakers were missed. I mean, in this all season where we were kept saying that we don't need our stars and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, um, we just we didn't utilize Juju as we should. He was targeted twice in the first half, if I recall, if I remember correctly. Um, and then our lar- largest gain on the ground in the first half was only five yards. We just kept handing the ball off and doing pitch plays that the Patriots read like a book. I mean, anyone read it that we were just going to run the ball. Um, James Washington yeah. barely played. Washington, he had a few catches, but he, I, I mean, I'll get that. I'll bring that to my next point. And Dante Moncrief, absolutely awful. Three receptions on ten targets, and his seven, the seven targets where he didn't catch the ball were almost all drops. Like literally, hit his hands. He could have had two or two touchdowns easily. Yeah, he dropped a touchdown, hit him right in the hands, and then the other touchdown, he just ran his route wrong. He could have got that ball that bent through him. Um, I mean, he had seven yards total. That's terrible. And a receiver that we went after in free agency and was supposed to be our number two. So, I mean, to what you say, we have to get James Washington more involved or Moncrief's got to step it up if we want to have any success success on the offensive side. Um, And then I guess I'll talk about the secondary. Uh, Our starting safety, Sean Davis, was out. Um, I've Used to hate Sean Davis, but I've grown to like him, especially now. Our secondary still isn't great, and our safeties in particular, uh, we refuse to address. I mean, we spent Terrell Edmonds, our first rounder in 2018, which we're still, quote-unquote, waiting that one out. He didn't have a good season last year. Didn't have a good game last night. Um, I mean, the Patriots beat us on two big long balls, a 58-yard touchdown to Philip Dorsett, a 44-yard reception to Gordon, which killed us, so... That, and of course, there's more than this, two or three things, is the reason for our loss. And then, I mean, I don't have much to say about the Patriots. They just played like the Patriots. They had a variety of different play calls that I thought, I personally thought Tomlin or whoever's making the calls for us were going to come into this and make like a big splash and have some kind of like trick play up their sleeve. Because, I mean, this offseason was like, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, just was like a hype. A quietly hyped up offseason. Like, I don't know if that was the right description for it, but I just feel like he was going to come out with a bang. But none of his play calls were, all of them were predictable and just nothing exciting. So, yeah, that's about yeah, it. It was, uh, the play calling was very conservative and it looks like we didn't really take many chances. Right. Um, and I mean, I agree with everything you said about Moncrief. He was pretty rough to watch. Um, honestly, Ben was putting it right where he needed to on a lot of the passes. Like, Ben, the stats don't show how he had a good game, but, like, he was putting it right where he needed to. And then these guys just – even Deontay Johnson, when when he got targeted, he didn't look that great either. Like, I feel like he had a couple drops. I don't know if he did, but it just, I just remember him just not playing very well. Um, and which Juju was – like, it didn't make any sense how he got targeted twice. I know the Patriots did everything they could to take him out of the game. And I guess that was successful. successful. I mean, I don't know who was guarding him, maybe Gilmore or whoever, but yes. Um, and then I mean, the pa- the Patriots are. I think the Patriots are just that good. And I mean, I don't want to overreact to one game, and because I really think that we're going to be fine. Um, but I just think that it, it, it was the Patriots. So I mean, uh, we're gonna look bad, and they're gonna. The Patriots are honestly probably gonna start off ten and zero. They, they their schedule coming up is ridiculously easy and. I mean, I know they're good anyway, and they probably would be even the harder teams, but they've got the Bills, the Jets twice, the Dolphins next week, the Giants, and the Redskins, I think, coming up. So, right. It looks like a lot of W's for them. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll move on. I'll talk about my second game. Uh, it was easily the best game of the weekend. I mean, it happened yesterday, so it wasn't on the weekend. But the Saints and the Texans, uh, crazy game, back and forth. Uh, Watson played really well throughout the game. He was uh, completed 67% of his passes for 268 yards and four total touchdowns, um, including a rush touchdown. Uh, even, I mean, Hopkins was an animal. He had 
eight catches, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, and this game was just back and forth the whole entire time, and especially at the end, how uh, Watson led that two-play drive. It was the one pass to Hopkins and then the other one to Stills. I mean, that was crazy. That, that, that was just a very quick-hitting offense, and how everyone was just, like, taken aback by that. And then how Fairbairn missed the extra point, and then they get called for roughing the kicker, and then he gets another chance, and he makes, he makes it. it. And everyone's like, oh, the Saints got screwed again on a bad call. Um, but Breeze came down with one timeout and only 37 seconds, and he got him in field goal range. And Will Lutz, I was going against Will Lutz in three fantasy leagues, and I got so pissed when he hit that 58-yarder. I'm like, oh, great. Um but this is easily the best game, and these two teams, they, I think both these teams are going to be really good this year. And I mean, I mean, not the same. I mean, I don't know. I've had mis- mixed feelings for the Saints, but they looked good here, and I don't know. And they can kind of retreat on my prediction, but I guess I'll stick to it. And I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, they're they're at home in prime time, and they're hard to beat. Hard to beat in that situation. So. Yeah, I agree. Nothing really to add. Just that. Um... DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he had a great game, but he had a couple – he had, like, three drops. <laughs> Did he not? Uh, yeah. I only, I only remember one. No, I'm pretty has, sure he had, like, three. He had three that hit his hands, but, like, two of them were really difficult catches. But he usually makes it. Right. So I, I mean, obviously he had a great game, but just, like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, he, he he's going to be probably the best fantasy receiver this year. I mean, yeah. at least most consistent. Right, so, and I mean Kamara was great too. I mean, I, I mean that guy's just unbelievable. He can do it all. <laughs> yeah, even without a touchdown, he had like what, like 20, 20 half PPR points. Definitely, he had a hundred sixty nine total yards and also seven catches. Right. So I mean, he's just so hard to tackle, and I mean he's he's just great. I mean, there's not, not much else to say. And Thomas was great, obviously. Um, can't guard Mike, baby. Can't guard Mike. Can't guard him. I I love I, I just love when he flexes. I know everyone like kind of hates. Everyone him, hates him, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> in my in my flag football this uh, league this year, I'm gonna do that every time I catch a pass. I'm gonna flex like Michael Thomas. But you're not jacked. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put on some muscle, but uh, maybe maybe we'll see. Um. All right. Uh, I guess we have one more game to talk about, and TJ's going to start us off here. Talking about the dog pound. The dog pound. They got pounded. Uh, they got whomped out there. We love to see it. We're yeah. I mean, podcast. When Cleveland was, a, uh, was the underdog, I was like, found myself rooting for them. But now that they're good, I'm... Not that I don't want them to win. It's just they're a bit cocky. Yes. I I used to love Odell. I'm just an. I think what set me off with him was the uh, they sent me to Cleveland to die. <laughs> yeah, it was a that was dumb. And then I actually like Baker, Baker, but it is good to see that it was, this game kind of made them. Uh, I don't know. They they lost to the Titans. The Titans might not win five games this year. Uh, I had them at like three and thirteen. I don't know about that, guys. I really think the Titans are better than you're giving giving them credit for. I mean, they they, right. they won, they won Who's nine supposed games. Supposed to be better, the Browns. Nine games, the... I think the past three years. Yeah, but their quarterback, you could go out there and be better. I mean, he did what he had to do. Guys, when you have the best running back in the league on your team, you're going to win All right. eight games. All right. Derrick Henry was amazing. What's not, why are we not talking about this more? He's a bad man. Because I want to pump the brakes on Henry a little bit. Did you guys see his, his touchdown, dude? He looked like a bowling ball. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, did I see his, uh, his touch, only reception that there was probably holding that could have been called back, but it wasn't called? So it wasn't a penalty then because it wasn't called. Yeah, but I mean, in the same sense that I mean, the, I, I mean, the Browns defense also not very good as not as good as they were hyped up to be. And, I mean, they played well for three quarters and then the fourth quarter they just blew up. But 
It was this was a close game for most of it, but yeah. then at the end it got out of hand. And ba- I think I saw Baker threw a pick on three of four drives or something. Yeah, he had three interceptions. I mean, the most concerning part about this game is the Browns' offensive line. And right. the, I mean, Baker was under duress, and it resulted in a lot of, and um, obviously several turnovers. So yeah, he took five sacks for a loss of forty-one total yards of offense. Yeah, I mean, he's getting sacked three, four times. What did you say? Five times? And he five times. Pick. Yeah, he threw three interceptions. So. Yeah, um, Baker's stat line, I wrote it down because I love it so much. 25, 38, 285 yards. Only one touchdown. Three picks. A QBR of 27.2 and a passer rating of 64. Yeah, wow. I mean. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you hate more, Baker or Kyler? Baker. I hate Baker more than Antonio Brown. I mean, I feel like you don't hate Kyler as a person. You just don't think he's going to be good, right? Yeah, but I'm going to hate him soon. Why? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't know why how you can hate him. Like He's just like a normal guy. Um, the other thing I want to mention about the Browns, uh, I mean, this is probably going to sound stupid to some, uh, but Odell's watch yeah. is the tip of the iceberg of stupidity amongst the and the egos of uh, the Browns locker room. He played with a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch, which is just Ooh, idiotic watch, and violates the league rule. Now it's three fifty k. He's um, also gonna wear it again. He said. I mean, it violates the league rule. I'm pretty sure it does. So I mean, it's just idiotic. So. And the yeah. fact that that got by Odell and, like, the coaching staff and whatnot, but. I hope Jamal Adams smashes it next game. Who was it that broke uh, Crabtree? Oh, was that Sherm? Akeem Tlaib. Akeem. Akeem Tlaib is licking his chops going after that watch. He's going to just, he's going to blow him. I don't even, wait. I, last year I was so confused of whether or not Akeem Tlaib retired because he was out for the year, and then he was, like, doing some reporting. So I'm like, is he retired? But I think he's still playing. Um, all right. That concludes our week one talk. We'll move on to week two. Uh, we're each going to talk about one game here that we thought was interesting. Um, Jack, you can start us off. I think you've got the, the Packers and Vikings, right? right. Yes, Vikings at Packers. Um, I don't know what time this kickoff is. Probably one. It's, I one. Think it's one. There's only three four o'clock games. Okay. Um, yeah, so Vikings at Panthers. The pick, Packers are favored by two and a half. Um, there's some things I want to note. Kirk is going to have to throw the ball more, which he probably will. He only had 10 pass attempts last week. Um, eight of 10 for 98 yards. Uh, largely because of the game script. They got up pretty quickly against the Falcons and led to Dalvin's success. Kirk had a rush touchdown too, but... um. Yeah, inevitably he probably will pass more. Uh, Packers will need to take downfield shots more again as they slowly did at the progression of the game on Thursday against the Bears, which that MVS long pass. Um, what else I got? Uh, I don't think it's going to be a shootout because despite what I said about Kirk throwing more and the Packers taking shots, I don't think it's going to be a shootout because of the solid defenses on both ends. But the offensive potential for both teams is too good for this to be, like, a low-scoring game. Um, so my prediction, I got the Vikings uh, winning 24-28. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because both defenses played really well in week one. Um, and, I mean, these are two offenses that everyone has high expectations for as well. Um, right. That, it is at Lambeau. Rodgers is throwing four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, you bench TJ bench Aaron Rodgers in two leagues last week. Um, or Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah, I, Darnold did end up outscoring him, right? By like point one. Well, there you go. You made the right decision. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, let's see. Aaron Jones, see if he can get back on track. He didn't do much at all week one. He won't do much all year. You don't think so? They have they 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 do play some tough defenses. The Packers do, honestly. Not, they play the 
Obviously, the Bears last week. They play the Vikings this week. Bears twice. I know, yeah, I know. The, but the Bears, Lions, and Vikings all have supposed to be good defenses. Yeah, and you know who tore up the Lions defense last week? The MVP of the NFL. Mike Patricia did. He did not. It's easy when you're down by 20 to go out and get some yards. Let's see you yeah. do it when the score's tied. Yeah, but you guys, I mean, he, he brought them back. Why don't you guys understand this? Mike Patricia brought him back. Mike <laughs> Patricia is on the Lions. How did he bring the Cardinals back? Because implementing terrible schemes. Oh, my gosh. This guy will flip any narrative against Kyler Murray. Um, all right. Uh, so you heard, who'd you say? You said the Packers winning or Vikings? I forgot. I had the Vikings, 28-24. All right. So Jack has the Vikings going into Lambeau Field and, and getting a road divisional victory. This game tied the last time they played. Yeah, last year, right? Yep. Week two. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Um, all right. So the game I'm going to talk about is the Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we have an NFC Championship rematch, uh, but it's in Los Angeles time. And uh, the Saints, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, they got kind of boned by some bad calls in the Monday Night Football game. Like, I don't know if you guys consider that was a roughing the kicker. I guess it kind of was, but um, I don't know. They've got they've got some questionable calls going against them. Obviously, everyone knows what happened last January in the NFC Championship game. So I'm sure that's going to be, uh, you know, talked about and whatnot pregame. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Gurley looked okay. I mean, he got some. He was obviously limited. They didn't unleash full Todd Gurley, but he looked good. Um, and who knows how long throughout the season his knee's going to hold up. But this week he should be fine. Um, and another storyline I wanted to mention was this is a – we're big into revenge games on this podcast and revenge in general. Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Brandon Cooks getting his revenge against his uh, former, former team. I, I don't think he did anything both times last year against them. Uh, they did play in the regular season. I forgot about that. Yeah, Michael Thomas went off. Uh, did he go off in the NFC Championship game as well? No, regu- regular season, he went off. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't know. I hope I hope Brandon Cooks gets up for this game because I'm going to probably be starting him this week uh, in, on one of my teams. So, so far, my uh, Brandon Cooks experiment in fantasy has not gone to plan because my theory was – Brandon Cooks always goes off against me, and if I draft him, he can't go off against me because he's on my team. And That's week, true. One, week one, he scored thirty-nine. He had thirty-nine yards, so uh, didn't go didn't go so well so far. But I mean, I'm hoping out here. Um, I didn't make a score prediction for this game, but if I had to guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna think the Rams because they're at home, and I'd think that the Saints got some demons against them. So nice, nice. <laughs> So, uh, TJ. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Browns-Jets, Monday Night Football, battle of the top two quarterbacks taken in the 2018 draft. Uh, actually, I don't think this podcast knows, but I'm a huge Sam Darnold supporter. Uh, I've said for probably over, yeah, over a year now, he is going to be by far the best quarterback taken in that draft. I would love that to happen. Baker Baker. may have those numbers, have better numbers because he's in a better system, but like Sam Donald will be the best quarterback in that draft. Um, So this is going to be, it's in New York, I think. Yep. New Uh, Jersey, yeah. Yeah, New Jersey. Uh, The Jets obviously coming off a collapse on uh, heartbreaker i think they're gonna win this game 28 to 24 and odell's gonna score his first touchdown as a cleveland brown you picked the same score i did 2024 oh 28 24 yeah okay um i think it should be a good game obviously the storyline's just going to be Baker and Darnold. 
But uh, it's all. I would like to say it's a must win for the Browns because for them to start zero and two, that would be brutal with the schedule. Is it the Monday night game? Yeah. Okay. And the Browns are two and a half point favorites. Okay. I'd take it. That's a. That's odd. I don't know, because, like, they, Browns just got blown out by a terrible team, and they got to go on the road against a team that's hungry for a win. Well, yeah. I guess two and a half points isn't that much, so whatever. No. I mean, another another story goal. another storyline is, uh, I mean, it's, it's Odell's first game in MetLife. Yeah, yeah. Ever in his career, his first game in MetLife ever, yeah. Yeah, this is his first game in MetLife Stadium. So, uh, you know, he's finally making it out to uh, New York slash New Jersey. And good for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I know it's not his former team, but um, it's still going to be weird going back to that stadium, I guess. And I'm Will sure Jamal Adams rip off his watch. I mean, I think they're friends. So. Yeah, they went to the same college. Yeah, so I don't think he'll do it, like, maliciously. But Bold maybe. prediction. As I've been on point with my bold predictions this year. Jarvis and Odell getting in the screaming match on the sidelines. In this Odell? game? Yes. All right, uh, so okay. hold on, hold on. Guys, hold on a second. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit for TJ's predictions. Um, so TJ and I have watched uh, almost every episode of Hard Knocks together this, this, over this past summer. Um, and TJ's been throwing out some outlandish predictions out there like prior to the episodes of Hard Knocks, right? So one of the episodes, he says... Um, I just have a feeling that we will see a Hunter Renfro nip slip on this episode. And then, like, 15 minutes into the episode, we see uh, Hunter Renfro with his shirt off, and then we start freaking out because we're like, wow, TJ called this And it wasn't just a locker room shirt off. It was a, at a team meeting, they showed a picture of Hunter Renfro. Exactly. So there was that, but hold on, it gets, it gets even weirder after this. So the next episode, TJ says, I think someone's going to uh, get a purple nurple or a, a titty twister. Um, and and then sure enough, although it wasn't exactly the perfect uh, purple nurple, uh, John Gruden went to, it was the very end of the episode. John Gruden, uh, I don't know who he was, I think it was his family, right? It was it his was son. Different. He went to his son's like restaurant or something, training. I, it, I think it was a gym. I think it was a yeah, gym. Yeah, it was a right? gym. And then yeah. he, he was talking about how one of their players broke his hand and wasn't able to, like, grab the player's jersey. So he's like, here, grab my chest. So then, like, <laughs> his son goes up and grabs his chest and starts squeezing, like, his, his like, pecs area. I'm like, he's giving, him a, he's giving him a titty twister. So TJ calls it again, and you go two for two. So TJ, I think TJ got the script of Hard Knocks before it released. If and... I get this Odell thing right. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how you are so bad at gambling sometimes if you can predict these outlandish situations. So, um, yeah, I know that was a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like the fans need to hear that. I did not know that. That is that is good information. I, yeah. I'm proud of you, DJ. So, you both, <laughs> both of you, both of your predictions uh, had to do had something to do with the the male <laughs> breasts. So, that's something. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Jarvis and Odell will start rubbing each other's nips as well. But <laughs> I hope we'll see about that. That'll count for the TJ friction too. Yeah. Yeah. So either one. Um, All yeah, right. So you guys, uh, I guess we'll move on. Wait, who do you predict? Who do you, who do you, who do you have? I took he, the Jets. He said the Jets. Remember? Okay. He scores you. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. So now we're gonna do our starts and sits of the week in week two of fantasy football. Uh, we're going to give you one start of um, at each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, but I will start it off with our starts. Uh, I have um, Josh Allen going against the Giants. Um, the okay. Giants obviously got lit up by Dak Prescott and the Cowboys last week. Dak threw for 405 yards and four touchdowns with no picks. Um, didn't look good at all. And um, Josh Allen had a decent week last week against a Jets defense that, you know, is all right. Their secondary's got some question marks, but their front seven's pretty solid. Um, I mean, he had, I think, 16 fantasy points, and he went um, 
for 254 yards, a touchdown, two picks. But he also another big part of Josh Allen's game is his rushing ability. He had um, 36 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, I feel like Josh Allen's going to have another solid week against a very bad secondary in the Giants. And um, I would feel definitely – I'd feel pretty good about starting him this week. So that's why he's a start for me. Yeah, I agree. There we go. Should I go ahead with the uh, the running back? Sure. Well, coincidentally, I have the Bills running back, Devin Singletary, as my start. Um, I mean, similarly to Josh – or to the what he said about the Giants, their defense – not predicted to look good. Definitely didn't look good against the Cowboys. Granted, the Cowboys do have a good offense led by a top three quarterback. But, I mean, PFF ranked the uh, Giants defense as 21st best run defense going into the year in their preseason rankings. I mean, and, and everyone knows the Giants defense isn't great. And Devin Singletary in his first NFL regular season game, uh, he went for four carries for 70 yards. So, a lot of big play potential, and then he added five receptions for 28, all in the second half. Didn't get a, a touch till like midway through the third quarter, which is impressive to put up those numbers. I mean, what is that? How many? That's like 13 fantasy points, 14 fantasy points. So, and then against the defense this week that is vulnerable to good players. That's why I have Dan Singletary. Great analysis. A defense that is susceptible to good players. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. It all it all depends on how involved in the. I mean, if he gets the work, I think he'll be very good with that with with his uh, his carries and whatnot. But it depends if the Bills want to feature him. But you're probably starting him anyway, so I'm gonna do. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Interesting. Why? I think, well, like I said earlier, Rogers is going to throw four touchdowns. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, and I don't think it'll be all just Devonta Adams. Devonta okay. Adams. Yeah, I mean, uh, MVS had that uh, deep ball in the, in the, first yeah, game that kind of. Uh, I don't know. That game was so sloppy that I think they're going to have it figured out by then. And the Vikings do have a good defense, but it's not like they have two or three stud cornerbacks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he probably won't see Xavier Rhodes on him. I heard Xavier Rhodes' stats were, like, really bad last year anyway. Yeah, I think he had a down there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I, mean, I can see it happening. They're at home, and I think I mean they had ten. They have ten days to figure it out because they had kind of they played earlier in, on Thursday, so they got a lot of days to figure it out. And I think they'll come back much better um, on Sunday. So I could see that. Yes. All right. So I have the next one. I have the tight end. Uh, I'm gonna go Austin Hooper versus the Eagles. Uh, Hooper had seven catches for 99 yards last week against the Vikings. And it was obviously uh, just a down week in general for the Falcons. Uh, but he still was heavily involved. He had seven catches for 99 yards. And the Eagles secondary is pretty bad, as Jack alluded to earlier in the episode. Um, he, and old man Vernon Davis tore them up last week. So if he can do it. Austin Hooper can do it, and I was I was high on him going into the year, so I mean nothing's changed, and I'm I'm expecting him to have a big week. Even though I mean they've got a lot of mouths to feed in the offense, but I think that they're going to come back firing after. I mean they were pretty embarrassing last week, so I think Cooper's going to have another pretty good week here. I agree. Well, Austin Hooper. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can move on to the uh, the sits. Uh, I'm up first with the quarterback. I'm picking Drew Brees. Uh, last week, yesterday, um, against the Texans, I think he put up something like 21 or 22 fancy points in most weeks scoring format. He went 32 of 43, 370 yards, two touchdowns. Um, reason he's my sit is because um, 
I wouldn't let last week's stats fool you in because Houston's defense is not good. <laughs> Secondary in particular. Um, I mean, Matthew's gone now. They're kind of depleted. Um, and then a lot of it came at the end of the game where I feel like they were fighting for the – I mean, they were. They were fighting for the for the game, really, the last second drive. I mean, last – not last second drive. You know what I mean? Last drive. Uh, got yards there and then towards the end of the game. But, I mean, just in general, in the offseason, we have been and other uh, and fancy experts have been alluding to this uh, regression for Drew Brees, which he showed in the last half of last year. So I wouldn't be fooled by his solid uh, first week. Um, and the fact that he plays uh, the Rams, with far better defense than Houston. So, yeah. And he's going outdoors, which I mean, he always plays better indoors. So. That's just an factor, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, TJ, do you have a running back for us to sit? Yes. Um, well, mine is just you probably don't have the balls to do this, but I would sit David Johnson. I think he's going to get stuffed against the Ravens at Baltimore. Because they have no quarterback, so you can stuff the box. I agree with that. Um, however, I just you can't sit gonna, him. right. You can't sit him, but I wouldn't let uh, this Ravens defense fool you. I don't think this Ravens defense is as it's definitely not as good as it was last year. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be fooled by the first week uh, only allowing ten points against the worst offense in football. So. Um, Oh, yeah. I'll give you a different one. Austin I mean, you can... Okay, all right, yeah. I'll give for Austin Eckler. I, said I don't think... Was... I mean, he went off week one. But, right. And I think PPR, I think he'll still do, like, decent. But I don't think he'll have the yardage and rushing touchdowns that he did uh, week one. Yeah, they just got the Lions this week, right? Underrated defense. Lions. Yeah, I mean... The uh, I mean, what were David Johnson's rushing stats last week? I know he called he, he called a passing touchdown. David Johnson, I got you, David Johnson's. David Johnson had 18 carries for 82 yards, six catches for 55 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Oh, that's okay, better yeah. than I thought he would do. Yeah. So, and do you guys understand? You guys are you're just, you know how blasphemous you sound. You guys keep saying how good the Lions' defense is, but you keep saying how bad Kyler was. Which one? I didn't- no, 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 no. I didn't say they were good. TJ did. I said I mean, they were good. I secretly think they're good. I just had to think they had a bad week, and their coach, Mike Patricia, did an awful job with them, so. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. He's literally the worst coach in the league. Yeah, Mike sucks. I don't know if he's the worst. Well. He's up there with Cliff well, Kingsbury. Now, now that Todd Bowles isn't a head coach. <laughs> I, can, I've been calling I, mean, I, I can't do it off the top. I can't do it off the top of my head, but I can. Uh, I could probably think of some coaches worse than Patricia Garrett. No. Ah. No. Pat Shermer. Yeah, I mean, I'll think about. It. I'll think about it, and I'll. I'll Kingsbury. Kingsbury, stop! Stop right there. All right, we can uh, we can move on to the sit wide receiver, which is Mitchell, right? Yeah, that's me. Um, my sit is uh, Josh Gordon. Good sit. Um, a good little sit. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't make that noise again. Um, Josh Gordon played well last week. He scored a touchdown. Um, but I think that uh. I mean, obviously, they're going to be adding Antonio Brown this week, so that's just going to add, take away targets from everyone else. Um, it'll have to, naturally. Um, so I just think there's becoming too many else to feed because they've got to, you know, throw to Edelman. they got to throw to Brown. they got to throw to James White. Um, even Dorsett got in the action. There's just a lot of mouth to feed. And uh, the main reason why I think it'll be a sit is because I think the Patriots, obviously, I think they're going to, you know, they could be up 28 nothing by the end of the first quarter. And at that point, are you really going to try to chuck the ball every play? You're going to try to run the clock out, and that's what the Patriots will do. So I 
not, I expect them to get up early very quickly in the game, and I just think that, you know, there's not going to be much passing volume beyond the second half. So, um, I think that could be a factor in this game, and I just, I don't know. I mean, you're adding Antonio Brown. He's probably going to get double-digit targets. So. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. Exactly. Um, who's led? Jack, right? Tight end. Yeah, I got the sit tight end. Uh, so I made this a few hours ago, and I've been thinking kind of dumb. I'm going to say it anyway. Well, the dilemma I had in tight ends, like, I'm trying to find – I didn't – I don't know. I was trying to find a tight end that would be rostered. Like, I feel like I looked at waiver, like the waiver and like what's a lot of tight ends that aren't owned. But like, I don't know. Tight ends are hard. But <laughs> just say, I, come on. Evan Ingram is my okay. sit. Evan Ingram's my sit. Um, which Even with Shepard out, he's the only receiver. All right, let's calm down. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. Which that's part of my argument. Um. I'll get to that. So I understand that Evan Ingram had uh what he had eleven receptions, 116 at touchdown. He was like the second highest tight end besides the Hawk. Um, but he has to face that Bills defense, which is a solid defense. NFL ranked him as the fifth fifth toughest defense for tight ends. Um, and then what you said, Shepard's out. Even last week, uh, Ingram uh had a lot of targets. And now that Shepard's out, the defense is going to focus all their – their pass defense is going to focus all their attention on Ingram. So, I mean, that's got – I'm not – so that's got to be like – I'm not going to say sit, just be cautious. I don't know. If you have other tight end options, maybe you should explore that if you're if you're a bold fantasy owner. Yeah, I mean, people probably want to do this, but, I mean, if for some reason you have, like, Travis Kelsey and Evan Ingram, like, I don't know. Like, at that point, uh, yeah. you probably have to have a pretty good option if you're going to bench him. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could have a down week because, I mean, really, the, the the outside weapons are pretty brutal now. Yeah. Right? So. All right. So that's our starts and sets of the week. Um, we're going to close out the show with some DraftKings advice from Mr. Anthony and myself. Um, I did. I am not involved in this uh, DFS advice because I am under 21 and I don't gamble. You only have to be 18 and you do gamble. You text me <laughs> for parlays. Um, well, I just I'm not participating because I just don't play DFS really. So yeah. So. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Should we, should we, should you, uh, should we just read all of our lineups at once or do you want to like go back for each position here? Hold on. Um, I was looking for where am I? Mitchell can go first and TJ's looking. Yeah, go first because I don't see the lineup that I. All right. Well, I mean, mine, uh, I'm starting off with. Uh, Josh Allen is my quarterback. Listen to him as my start. Uh, I always try to look for cheaper quarterbacks because, you know, you obviously don't really want to pay up. It's not really worth it. Um, So you want to try to find the cheapest guy. And Josh Allen's 5,300. I feel like that's a pretty fair price for the defense that he's facing. And he had a decent week last week. And I just think his rushing floor is just, you know, it makes me feel pretty safe about starting in there. So. Jacobs for 5,300. Josh Allen, um, 5,300 is my play quarterback. Yeah, I found it. You want to say your quarterback? Quarterback. quarterback? quarterback, yeah. I got Ben. Fun. Nice. He's great at home. Bounce back week, too. What's his yeah. price? 5,800. That's not bad. Um, it's pretty Hawks. cheap. The Seahawks defense didn't look that good against Andy Dalton. John Ross, baby. Thank you for John Ross, TJ, and Dynasty. Yeah, you can have him. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? I think, like Jack said, he does always play better. So I, I'm expecting a bounce back week as well. Um, and 5,800 is not a bad price. Um, my first running back is Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's at 8,200. 
I mean, we were just going on about how good he is. And, uh, I mean, the Saints defense. I mean, they, they, they faced the Texans, and they, they got it all right. Um, but, I mean, Kamara, I, I always like to pay up for someone, and I think Kamara's the play. So, I went 8,200, Alvin Kamara. Uh, my first running back is uh, James Conner. Let's go. I love it, TJ. Wow, you're turning into Jack with all the Steelers. You gotta stack. You gotta stack them. So let's get some James Conner receiving uh, touchdown. I have not started James Conner in this. All of last year I didn't, and I never. So we'll yeah, see how it goes. He could bounce back as well. Um, I expect to catch more than four passes. Is that what he had last? Yeah. And DraftKings is PPR. Full point PPR, correct. Yeah, I think he'll be, I think he'll be involved in the passing game as well. I think he'll probably, you know, he'll probably see more targets than he did last week. And the last week, you can throw that in the garbage. Yeah. Um, for the Steelers. All right, so my guy, my guy is uh, probably going to be very heavily owned, but I still think he's going to have a good week anyway. I feel like you got to try to find him, have just get him in there. Um, it's Josh Jacobs at 4700 And I'm sure the reason he's so low is because the prices came out before his game played. Um, and, I mean, he did really well last week. He was heavily featured in the Raiders' offense. And, I mean, Gruden just loves feeding his number one run. Um, so, I mean, I, he's going to be heavily owned, but I think he's still going to pay off because he's just he's, he's going to have a month week again. He plays the Chiefs at home. And uh, the Chiefs, you know, just defense is still a big question mark. So, from Josh Jacobs. Yep, that's who I picked as well. And even though everybody's going to pick him, it, his price allows you to pay up and get your uh, your Kamar or somebody else. All right. Sounds good. We're both on the same page with that. Uh, my my wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver one was Juju Smith-Schuster um, at 7,500. He's a little banged up. He got uh, hurt at the end of the game last week, uh, you know, in the final drive. Um, but again, I I still I think we're we're all, we're all, I think we're all on the same page. The Steelers are going to have a very different week this week than they did last. I have Juju as well. Tita, you got to chill. I know. <laughs> so TJ's the rest of his lineup is James Washington, Dante Moncrief, Vance McDonald, and the Steelers defense. So you're not wrong. <laughs> wow. All right. So back to back, same pick there. My next pick is uh, Sammy Watkins at 7,200. Obviously, he had a huge, huge week last week. Um, and yeah. That- He's going to, sorry, he's 7,200. I forgot to say that. Going against the Raiders, and I know they played well last night, but uh, they still let Cortland Sutton run wild. And now Sammy Watkins is going to be the number one target uh, now that Tyreek Hill is out for about a month or so. So I just like Sammy this week. All right, my next guy is Brandon Cooks. Revenge game. We don't need to say too much because we talked about him earlier. What's his price? 6,300. I was between him and Diggs. Don't like Diggs this week. I don't know. Diggs had a lot of good – his games were good last year against the Packers. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I'm just – But I I decided I I didn't want to have all my guys play at 1 o'clock. That's an interesting – strategy see if that'll work for you um my next guy i stacked the bills guy i went with john brown at 5200 um i i don't know exactly why but i just have this vision in my mind that i can see a long touchdown from alan similar to last week i mean he'll be uh wait is this this is interesting i think the bills will be playing in metlife back-to-back weeks yeah yeah it will so that's, that's very weird. I didn't even realize that until right now. Um, but I don't know. I just think that they're going to connect on some deep balls and 
I just have a feeling. So I went with the Josh Allen, Josh Brown back there. Josh Brown back 5,200 as my third receiver. I picked, I guess he, he's not really my third receiver because he's my best, but he's in the third spot. Uh, can't guard Mike. Nice. So you've got, you've got some top-tier uh, wide receivers here with Juju and Thomas. Yes, 8,000 for can't guard Mike. Uh, I just think he didn't score last week, but I I think they're going to have to – their touchdowns are going to be through the air against the Rams, and I expect him to ball out. Yeah, I mean, I, he went he said earlier how he went off against them last year. So. Yeah, and he's just a PPR machine. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's just heavily, heavily targeted every single week. Um. My tight end is becoming my new favorite player in the NFL is uh, Darren Waller at uh, 3,300. I mean, this guy is great. He ran a 4.45 at the 40-yard dash in this combine. and obviously, How many years ago was that? Uh, like three. And uh, a lot of drugs to go. But right. he is sober now, and he is uh, going to tear up the league. He uh, had seven catches for 70 yards last night, and um, Derek Carr loves throwing to him, and this guy's just an animal, and he's going against the Chiefs, and they're not very good. And I, I, I don't know why, I'm, I just have this, I have a lot of confidence in him. Like, I'm just like, I feel like he's the secret weapon that no one knows about, and he's just going to pay dividends here. So, 30 yeah. is still pretty low for him, and I just, I, I'm all over that your two Raiders plays are going to be the highest owned guys on your team. Like, yeah. Waller will be very high owned as well as Jacobs. I think another another high end tight end is going to be Walker because he's 3,500 and he had a big week last week. My tight end will probably be high owned as well. I'm playing. It does scare me, though, that my lineup has a lot of players Jack likes. Uh, I got the Hawk. As my tight end. Yeah, so you already know you're dropping about 80 this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Lions played the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. All right. And what? what how? 3,000. Oh, geez. That is so cheap. Yeah, he's going to be, he might be even higher on than all everything we just said. So, yeah. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, my flex is uh, Marlon Mack at 5,900. Huge week last week, but I don't really know why I really picked him. I just think, like, he got a lot of carries last week. And, I mean, he looks to be heavily featured. And I think 5,900 for a back that's that featured is uh, a good price as well. So, I don't know. I think it's, it could be a Marlon Mack. All right. Um, I did James White in the flex. Almost Washington. No. <laughs> he was in my lineup before I put Juju in it. Um, I picked White because it's PPR. He didn't score last week. And he could be due for one of those. He has like a couple games a year that he goes 30 plus PPR. It is... There are games he puts up one point because he doesn't. If he doesn't catch passes, he's not gonna do anything because he doesn't really run. Um, but maybe this week, I could see him getting some extra carries this week because when they're up by thirty, they're not gonna run with Michelle or yeah. So. And they played the worst team in the league. So. Yeah. All right. Um, my defense is the Denver Broncos at 2,700. Uh, they're going against the Bears, and uh, the, uh, the Broncos. I don't know the exact trends, but they always play well at home. Remember? And the Bears didn't look great at all. Their offense, in particular, on Thursday. So I know the Broncos did really bad last week. Um, I don't think they score. I think they had honestly their defense, but um, I don't know. I could see them bouncing back this week because they're always very strong at home early on in the year, 
and um, just the Bears didn't look good, and maybe they'll still respond to there. So I just, it's kind of a dark throw, but I went with the Broncos because um, they're a cheap play, and I think they've got some upside. That's who I picked, too. Nice. All right, so we've got some of the same picks in there. TJ's heavy on the Steelers. Um, yeah, anything else to add here, boys? Not really. We could say how much of who would win, Alabama and Clemson combined roster or the Dolphins? Uh, the Dolphins. They're so bad. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy because like obviously we all saw like how their players like are demanding trade. retiring at halftime last year. That was the Bills. I think. That was the Bills. I forgot that Vontae Davis used to be on the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a very rough year, and I mean. Yeah, I I'm on FanDuel Survivor contest, and it tells you like who picked. Two and it's free, but there's like two hundred thousand people in it. There is there's now like a hundred sixty-eight left, and there was people who picked the Dolphins last week. The Dolphins, the uh, there, yeah. Who would pick the Dolphins or the Giants? I don't know, man. Who you guys? Uh, I mean, I guess this will be our final thoughts here. Who are you guys gonna pick for Survivor? I think I knew who I'm picking. I, oh, can't I have no idea. Mine. Since I'm running the pool, I can't release mine until uh, people can't know mine until uh, they lock theirs in. I mean, I'll just tell you right now. I'm I'm, I'm still taking the pool. Just to... All right. Nope. Yeah, that broke up. Sorry, the Chiefs. Do you hear me now? Oh, you're wasting the Chiefs. Why am I wasting the Chiefs? I think they're gonna beat the Raiders, and I'm not. I actually think the Raiders are gonna beat them. That's my bold prediction. Pick uh, a survivor. You won't. Pick them. No, I already picked my survivor. I honestly <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't looked at all. I thought you were going to say I already picked the Raiders. Well, Jack's one loss away from being out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in last place. Yeah, so Jack better do his research. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Um, yeah. All, all right. right. Cool. To end on that, uh, thanks for listening to another installment of the Hogline Podcast. And I will see you fellas closer to hockey season. And spoiler alert, the Leafs will not be winning the Cup. Oh, I thought you would predict them too. Yeah, yeah. that's a shocker. Um, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, follow the show on all platforms. Follow the Instagram page. Um, we're going to try to be more active on that. And uh, not so. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, have a good one, everyone. See ya.